Welcome to the Real Freedom Podcast, where we inspire you to pursue your passion to gain time and financial freedom through opportunities in real estate. I'm your host, Mike Swenson. Let's get some real freedom together. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Real Freedom Podcast. Mike Swenson here, and today I've got Eric Martell, and he's going to share his story uh, with you about finding financial freedom. It's something that he's very passionate about it. He's actually wrote a book about it and uh, and, and would love to share his journey of how he's done that through real estate um, has been a big part of that. So yeah, so Eric is the founder of Martel Turnkey, um, which provides um, properties for people to buy for real estate investing to be able to gain financial freedom. And then he's the author of the book, Stop Trading Your Time for Money. And so we're certainly going to talk about a lot of the topics in there as well. So welcome, Eric. We're so thankful to have you on. If you want to just take a couple minutes and, and tell a little bit more about your story. Yeah, thank you for having me on, uh, Mike. Uh, yeah, so I started, I, built, I bought my first apartment building when I was 18 years old. I was still at the second year of university and uh, I had met a mentor that was just a, just a regular community college teacher and he managed to build like a 36 unit apartment building. Uh, and uh, that's just fascinating me. And then I, I want, I knew from a very early age that I didn't want to be in the nine to five you know, kind of scenario. I didn't want to, I only want to be in that, uh, in that group. And um, so when that guy, when I was introduced to that real estate investor, I thought I, I better latch on to him <laughs> and learn everything I can. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what he did. He basically mentored me into finding these properties. And uh, so I bought my first eight unit apartment building uh, at that time. And uh, but there was really, I mean, I had no money. I, I had no money down. I had, uh, you know, I managed to get like the seller to give me a, a, a second mortgage on uh, on the property. And in those days, the the, the first the, the the first mortgage allowed me to add the second mortgage to the property. So I basically had zero money down, except the seventy five thousand seventy five dollar check that I had to pay for the uh, for the mortgage approval. Uh, <laughs> So but that's about it. So I was pretty lucky. Um, but then after that, I mean, I didn't, I was still studying at university. I graduated, worked as a, as an actuary. So, and for those who don't know, an actuary is someone that specializes in the in mathematics of financial risk. Mm -hmm. um, so I've done that. I've worked as an actuary for, uh, for a while, an associate actuary in consulting. Then I went into high tech and throughout this, this journey, I was I, I I wanted to do more real estate, but I was always in cities and situation because I had moved to another big cities and I was in the city, all the cities I was in, it didn't make sense. I couldn't invest, I couldn't find anything that would cash flow, or I would have to put so much money in for them to cash flow that the return didn't make sense. So so I kept searching, moved to um uh so I was working in high tech had done a sub stock options, moved to California and San Francisco Bay area and, uh, dot in 2000. So just before the dot com bubble mm -hmm. burst. And, um, so basically it kind of wiped out all, most of my stock options. And, um, but even then I was with the, what I had left over, I was really trying to, uh, to go and invest in real estate in San Francisco Bay area. And everybody knows that market. Not an easy market to uh, to invest in, and um, so yeah. So I, I said, okay, well, I, I'm and at that dot com bubble really kind of like um, 
kind of refocused my attention on what was important. So I wanted to be in control of what I was doing in terms of investing and managing the money, my money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really, you know, when you put your money in the stock market, I mean, you, the CEO and the, the executive team, they decide what they do with your money. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then you have all kinds of other external uh, things, influences that affects the price of the stock. And so you're really not in control. And um, so I wanted to be in control. I want to have passive income. I tried all kinds of different businesses, uh, you know, gourmet sauce company, low carb grocery stores. We did, we did all kinds of fun stuff. And, um, but eventually it came down to coming back to real estate and um, we couldn't do it in, in the San Francisco Bay area. So we started looking outside the Bay area. So that's uh, when we, we looked at Memphis, for example, Mm -hmm. and this was our first property, our first single family rental that we bought distressed, renovated it and, um, and rent and rented it and everything worked out, worked out great. And so, okay, well, let's do two more. Let's do, you know, and then we kind of grew that way. Uh, initially, when we got started, it was just about uh, us building a portfolio of passive income to achieve financial freedom. But um, soon our friends and families and people that other people that we knew, they said, well, you know, what are you guys doing and blah, blah, blah. And then so then they wanted to invest. They wanted to have single family rentals. And that's when we thought, well, maybe there's a business here for us. I mean, we, you know, can we scale this up? I have my two sons with me that are also interested in real estate investing. And, uh, and then, you know, so then we said, okay, well, let's, let's go for it. And uh, so this is where we are now. We started uh, Martel Turnkey a few years ago, and uh, we're currently doing about a hundred properties per year. Uh, about 10 a month, just last, just last month, last couple of months, we've actually acquired 12 properties a month each, and we've mm-hmm. sold about 10, 10 a month. So that's uh, it's a pretty good uh, run rate right now that we're at and pretty happy with that. Yeah. So let's, let's dig into that a little bit. So when, when you first got started, um, you know, how did you find these properties? Um, because it's, it's not where you live. It's not an area mm-hmm. that you're familiar with. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, what I like to highlight for people is, you know, we, we have, you know, as an example, a, a realtor here in the Minneapolis, St. Paul area saying, Hey, I'd like to get started into rentals. I don't know how, and here yeah. you are getting started in rentals in in other States and multiple States to where you're buying, you know, 10, 12 a month. Like how mm-hmm. do you find these properties in a state that you're not familiar with? And kind of what are the obstacles that you had to overcome to, to get, to get a, a window in there and then to grow? Yeah. So there's a couple, a couple of things. I think uh, on one hand, I think it's very important to build a team on the ground that you can rely on and having the right team. So a property management company that's solid and aligned with your goal, a realtor uh, or somebody or projects, realtor slash project manager. Uh, if mm-hmm. you're going to do a lot of the rehab, if you do turnkey, you don't need that. You just need the property management company. But for us, we wanted to find somebody that would do the construction and all of that. So, you know, putting that team on the ground was, uh, was very important. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing too, that's, uh, that's great is in the United States is that we have access to a lot of data, uh, something that you don't have in, in other countries. I came from Canada and it's very hard to do that in Canada. Uh, you have to work with a realtor that really controls the data. If you want to find comparable sales, 
you have to talk to a realtor to find out what comparables are. Then you have to rely on that person to give you the right after repair value. Uh, here in the US, we have access to all that data uh, free and you can do your own judgments as to what the after repair value will be. Um, so that's great for that. But you, we also, I, you know, coming from a math background, so I did a lot of analysis on all the MSAs and all of that uh, metropolitan statistical areas to find the right metropolitan area for us to, um, to invest in. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of, we really went like very high level, kind of like, okay, what, what is the ideal metropolitan area for a passive income strategy? Well, we want, we want to do rentals, single family rentals. So we want to have landlord friendly states. We want to have something that's drawing at a sustainable rate. We don't want to have like a city or something like that that's growing so fast that the demand for housing is too high and then we overpay for properties and um, so and you know and then an alignment also with the median rent versus the median house value so that we we have kind of like a one one we can find a one percent ratio uh, that we're looking for so that's sort of so analyzing all that that's why we, we came up with a number of um of cities that really work out for us. And actually I've published uh, all that data in a, in a website uh, called investor-list.com. So if people want to go in there, so it's, it's easy to search. It's easy to uh, look at all the different criteria. And um, so, you know, I'm just sharing with everybody. It's free. There's no, no charge or anything like that. It's just for, to help investors actually find the, uh, find it, uh, you know, uh, an area that would uh, work for them. It doesn't work only for passive income, so it could be for other uh, other past other strategies as well. So you first started in Memphis, mm-hmm. and then I also see here, you know, the cities that you have are Cleveland and Detroit and St. That's right. Louis. That's right. Um, so that's that's where you're currently at. And do you have plans to to grow uh, to other cities right now? Or are you finding that you're able to to kind of keep the the rates that you need, the growth that you need, uh, just with those four cities? So yeah, I mean, we're planning to grow in the future. Right now, the Cleveland and Memphis area are are solid. I mean, we've been in these markets for a while. St. Louis, uh, we uh, we're kind of we were in there before. Uh, we had some issues uh, with uh, our partner on the ground there. So now we have a new partner, and then we uh, we are moving forward with St. Louis. So we just we just changed gear this more this month with mm-hmm. St. Louis. Uh, in Detroit, same thing. So we found the right person there to uh, in the right neighborhood to invest in. I think Detroit is a little bit uh, is it's a different kind of market. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but uh, so we're kind of just on the outskirt of uh, of Detroit, and we have a very nice area there that uh, I think people are going to be excited about. Um, so yeah. So how do you find those partners? Um, is it people that you've known in the past? Is it business connections that you've had in the past in the cities? And you just ask them, okay, who are some property managers that you know? Um, is that how that developed? So we do, uh, we also, you know, um, we looked at other cities. I and mean, the, the key is really, the city is important, but the team on the ground is more important. So, okay. I mean, there were some other cities that we were interested in and we couldn't find partners. Um, so, and how we found partners is really contacting realtors, contacting property managers, property management companies, and then figuring something out. Somebody that is going to be 
is going to be in alignment with us. They have the same goal. They want to grow. They're, they're hungry for, uh, for growth and mm -hmm. uh, they want to work with us and, uh, and grow with us. So I think that's very important. We want people that are very responsive. Um, so if you talk to realtors, often, <clears throat> you know, you call them to get like a, to give them new business and say, I want to buy 10 houses a month. And uh, it takes them three days to respond. Uh, so that's probably not going to work out because when you want something from them, then how long is that going to be? Now you want to offer, you want to buy 10 houses, it takes them three days. So it's going to take them three weeks to respond if you want something from them. Mm -hmm. So we want people that are super responsive. The, the people that we have on our team, they're, they're just uh, absolutely incredible. And uh, we wouldn't be where we are today without without them they're super responsive they're successful and you know and our success is is, is due to them so that's uh, that's great but that team on the ground is key if you don't have the team on the ground go on, go in that market period okay. uh, so yeah that's very important so what's important to the new so if you've you've kind of identified the city you've got your team around you um, what are the important things that you're looking for in those specific properties? So in the uh, so after we've looked at the city, we also looked at the neighborhood. So we're looking for B and C class kind of neighborhood. Uh, mm -hmm. def, you know, so we're looking for the the manager, mid level, mid level manager or supervisor level, and then also kind of like the hourly workers kind of thing. So we stay away from the um, the D class neighborhood. We're looking for uh, crime, low crime rate. We're looking for uh, high level of. Uh, uh, owner um, owner occupied properties. We're looking at at least like sixty percent owner occupied properties, uh, because we want if if you rent the house to a tenant, a single family house to a tenant, and everybody there owns their house, they're more um, they're more conscious of uh, the appearance of the house. The main they maintain their homes and all of that, and we want the tenant to feel at home so that they. You know, it's their house. Uh, yeah, they're they're renting, but it's their house for all all intents and pur all, uh, purposes. So they can uh, they want to maintain, they want to be part of the neighborhood and all of that. So that's kind of what we're looking for. So then, as you grow, um, if you're purchasing properties in neighborhoods where there's a lot of owner occupied, I'm assuming eventually you're going to have to keep growing further and further out because you're going <laughs> to buy your own, your own houses that are now rentals in a heavy, heavily owner occupied neighborhood. So um, for, you know, let's just say Memphis as an example, since you've been there the longest, um, how has that growth happened? You're kind of now picking up neighborhoods near there, or you're picking other areas within the Metro or how does that, how does that growth happen for you? Amazingly, over time, what happens is that uh, a lot of these single-family rentals, they were not for sale uh, like two two years ago or three years ago, but now the owner is is tired of, uh, of the property or the tenant is moving out or the pandemic mm -hmm. happened and the tenant didn't pay for a few months or something like that. So then they are basically, they, they want to get rid of the property. So there's uh, so there's a lot of shift like that. So we, we're still finding houses on a regular basis in the very same neighborhood that, uh, that we've been buying for years. It's just like, you know, they're not ready yet when we first touch them. Uh, we've also have new strategies for reaching out to owners. So we have, uh, we started a new, uh, um, a wholesaling company called Rocket Offer, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, they're basically calling uh, people, texting owners, and see if they're interested in selling their properties. They do about like 
10,000, 20,000 uh, texts to uh, or contacts per day uh, trying to find properties for uh, for sale. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, so then how uh, does how does the so now that you you've got you've got the properties now you've got your your company um, yeah. so how could somebody you know partner with you through through your company now So the best uh, so basically what happens is that our investors the people that are looking for uh, for financial freedom they want to build that passive income portfolio using turnkey rentals I mean, they would go on our website and then they would start following us on, on the website. So I look at properties and say, hey, I'm interested in, in buying a property. Uh, they would talk to uh, some of our sales uh, people and then they would be paired up to, uh, to a property at one point. They make an offer just like uh, other properties. At that point, um, we get the ball rolling. We introduce them to, to the lender if they need, uh, they want financing. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, we introduce them to the property management company, the insurance company. I mean, this is turnkey. So by, mm-hmm. by the end of the, the process, um, they would, uh, we would close on the property and there will be a tenant in place. They're going to be fully financed and all of that. And uh, there'll be cash flowing from day one. Mm-hmm. Now, these are properties that, um, not properties you currently own, it's properties that you're out hunting that are active on the market, right? So, um, so, uh, so these properties, we, we buy them up front, right? So we buy these. Okay. So the, you that, own them, you're selling yeah, them to the investors. That's right. That's right. Yes. <clears throat> Got it. Because when we buy them, they're distressed properties. So we go and renovate them. Um, then we, we rent them out and then we sell them to our turnkey buyers. Got it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a great solution because so many people, um, yeah, the objections you always get are, you know, I, d- I don't really know the first steps. I don't know about yeah. financing. I don't know about property managers. And so you're really helping them through every kind of holding their hand. And yeah. not only that, but you've already taken the the rough property and turned it into a, a, a turnkey property, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, are, do we really cater to the people that they're they're working full time? They don't have time to go and figure out what market to invest in. Mm-hmm. whether which house to buy finding a contractor yes you can have a higher return if you you do all those steps right mm-hmm. but you also have a lot more risk because uh, did i buy the property at the right price is the renovation okay uh, do i have the right contractor is he going to finish is it the right quality am i going to get the rent i expected to be uh, am i going to have the is the house going to appraise at the right amount for me to refinance at the end if you're looking at the whole burst strategy it takes a lot of time to do that and my recommendation is that you know you're working full time you don't have time to do this right now you will but you don't have time right now so mm-hmm. just build your passive income portfolio achieve financial freedom or maybe like get to 80% of your living expenses covered by passive income. Then if you want to do this full time, then you know, quit your job, do it for time. Then you can, you can do anything you want after that. You can do commercial mobile home park. You can, there's a lot of different ways to invest in real estate. Now you're going to have the time to do it. And uh, so that's, that's my recommendation anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a a good transition because I wanted to talk about the book next. Um, mm-hmm. So, so talk to me about the journey of of writing your book. You know, why why did you write it? And then, obviously, let's let's cover some of the material in it because these are all the the principles of what I'm passionate about as well on 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 our Real Freedom podcast. So, so talk about the book a little bit. How did how did that come to be? And and why did you want to write it? So, writing a book, I think, is a very interesting journey because uh, initially. Uh, 
the book that I wrote that I've published is different than the book that I had in mind when I got started. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quite a very interesting journey to do that. And, um, and to me, like now the finished product is really about like breaking down the barriers that are standing between kind of you today and, and your fine, the financial freedom goal that you have. And, um, so then that's kind of how it's organized. And I think that the first part is really around the mindset, uh, kind of like having the right mindset and, mm-hmm. uh, and talking about that and doing a, the, uh, looking through the limiting belief and doing a limiting belief inventory and kind of like working through that. I think there's a lot of limitations that are coming from our own belief that uh, we need, that need to be addressed. And I talk about my own belief too, when I grew up. And um, so, yeah, so we talk about that. Yeah. I think, I mean, in terms of limiting beliefs, I mean, the, so I've been in real estate now for, for almost seven years and I feel myself talking more about mindset and yeah. and mental strength than anything because that really is the battle. I mean, as as a, you know, the the normal stats are with realtors. You know, eighty five percent of them don't make it two years because it's so challenging. Yeah. And yet, what they're foregoing is the fruit on the other side. They think, oh, this is too hard. I can't do this. I'm not making what I thought I would. But if they just hang hang with it, that benefit's yeah. going to come. And and now you you know you look at what you're doing to be able to acquire you know hundred properties in a year. That's that's out there. You might have to go through year one, year two, year three to get to that. Um, and right. so it's 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 all about mindset. So I love that yeah. that's where it starts because for a lot of people, the limiting belief might might be I'm not worthy enough, or I don't mm-hmm. have the skills to do this, or you know I I haven't been in real estate that long, or I'm working in a different industry right now, so I can't do real estate on the side. And so so yeah, that's that's huge. Yeah, yeah. And feeling uncomfortable. So a lot of people feel uncomfortable about making money or making too much money. Uh, it sounds hard, weird to say, but that's true. I mean, people feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable with that. They feel like, uh, anyway, that it's kind of dishonest somehow that they're making money a certain way. Uh, but the, also the mindset too is like, you know, what, what you know now as a full-time employee, you have a certain mindset as well. And then when you go and you are doing passive income portfolio, you have a portfolio of rental income. It's a different mindset as well. Now you're a business owner. And, um, you know, there's a book that I read a while back called uh, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Mm-hmm. And this is really about that shift of, of mindset saying, okay, well, now my boss is telling me what to do and versus, you know, oh, I have to decide what to do. I make things happen. I can't wait for anybody to to make things happen for me. If I want this to to happen and go in that direction, I have to I have to do something. I have to take action. Mm-hmm. So so that's that's the um, that's about the the whole mindset kind of thing. Uh, obviously, mindset is not it's not everything. So you have to have some kind of uh, and that's what I found. I found a lot of people also in in terms of strategy or things that uh, that they do is that things are not in alignment. Um, so that's why I created a tool called the strategy, uh, strategy alignment tool. Mm-hmm. And basically it helps people align their goal with the strategy that they pick. And then also kind of like the, uh, the resources that they have available and the market. So all of these things need to be aligned in order for it to work. And, so, I mean, this is why, like, if you want to build a, a passive income portfolio, your goal is to achieve financial freedom. Then you look at passive income strategies. There's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, so if you do single family rental, 
there's all kinds of things you can do bird you can do uh you know and you can obviously do turnkey but what you have to look at is also your resources what are the resources that i have do i have enough time to do that how much money do i have to invest in that and that these kinds of things do i have the right skills or resources capabilities to do that and then the, looking at the market what are not every market is good for uh cash flowing properties especially if you consider the amount of money you have to invest so looking at the market on top of that so all these things need to line up and this is what i found out in my journey is that you know i would be in san francisco and well i i was busy, very very busy i didn't have time to to research too much i didn't have as much money as i needed to make some of these flips or whatever i wanted to do mm -hmm. uh, you know so i was in the wrong market so i had to find an, another market where my resources were more aligned um mm -hmm. to that so yeah so that's that's kind of like that's the the uh, the part of it and then of course there's the skills so the what i talk in my book as well is all the different skills that you need uh in order to understand uh real estate and understand kind of like the real estate investment and stuff like that and hopefully somebody can take this book and then throughout and follow their own journey and then complete at least one transaction using this book i mean that's my goal mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I mean, so many people I, I realize are just, they feel stuck. And the hard thing is, is, you know, you, like you were saying, you know, what, what got you here isn't always going to be the thing that gets you where you're going. And so there has mm -hmm. to be some sort of change there. And so you have to make yeah. a decision that, okay, I'm going to have to execute in a different way. If I, if I do want this, this level of financial freedom, I have to think differently about That's my right. time to think differently about my money, think differently about, you know, needing people around you to help build. Like you have, a, you know, a strong team. It's not you driving to, to Memphis and driving in your car around looking at stuff and, and then hopping in your car and going over to Cleveland. Like you have yeah. to have those people. So, so when you line up that domino run, now you've got a, a strong company that's growing quickly and, and, and you've been able to achieve, you know, achieve that freedom yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, for the turnkey buyer, it's even easier because all you have to worry you get introduced to uh, to the property management company. That's all. That's all you care about. So you continue your full time job. You put twenty thousand dollars down to buy the property. We connect you with the lender, property management. The tenant is in place when you sign the contract. When you actually close, that's it. Mm -hmm. Then you get your next twenty thousand dollars. You can buy another property. Um, so that. So that works out pretty well for for people that are working full time. So and there's no need to, of course, they have to trust us that we're in the right market and all that. But we've been doing it for a few years. We have a lot of, you know, we've we'd work with these people for a few years as well. So we know we've tweaked the system. Uh, we, you know, we, we know the quality that they do. And that's why we're standing by them. Yeah. So talk yeah. about your financial freedom journey a little bit. Um, you know, you, you've had some ups and downs and, and now you've been able to, to have some, some ups here these last few years, but, but talk about that journey for your financial freedom and your time freedom. How have you seen that grow? And then where do you see that going in the future? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, we've, we've tried like since 2001, 2002, I mean, we've tried all kinds of different ways to achieve, um, you know, financial freedom. So I don't know if you've seen that book, multiple streams of income. So that was kind of like the first book that I read and they had like uh, an acronym called the money tree or something like that to, 
to to talk about that. So that was kind of my first my first kind of a thought is like, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to build streams of passive income, mm-hmm. and this is very important because um, you know, first of all, it's inevitable. At one point, you're going to want to retire, um, and so you want to have you want to start building that as soon as possible and especially in the gig economy you want to have you want to smooth out income you want to kind of like fill in the gaps in income that you have even if you're a full-time full-time employee you never know when you're going to lose your job and Mm -hmm. then uh, all that kind of stuff so the importance was there like i knew it was critical for me to build passive income and that's why i try all these different businesses and came back down to to real estate and uh, and going out of state, but we couldn't have done that business without uh, a couple of things, uh, without iPhones and with cameras and be doing being able to do like FaceTime with a realtor, uh, mm-hmm. you know, walking through a property. Um, you know, we would have had to fly there. That means take time off from work. You know, the, again, the time constraint is um, is also again kind of limiting what you can do. But with the phones, you can easily kind of step away, uh, do FaceTime with your realtor or whatever to find the right property. And electronic signing, you know, mm-hmm. again, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you can do electronic signing. So now it's there. So now we, we can do that. We were able, we're able to do that now. And um, so that's that's how we got, st- we got started on that. And the first... Um, uh, yeah, property that we we got was uh, single family rental, and everything worked well. And then, as a, and then we bought two more, and then so we built that way. And after uh, I was working full time, my two sons were kind of like running uh, the the business and buying the the rentals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was coming to home every day, and it's just like all I could see is the equity in my house. I own a house in Foster City, and I could visualize my equity sitting on the couch watching TV all day. And then I was coming from work tired, you know, working like my my uh, fifteen hours a day. And then uh, I was just like that equity is just like sitting there, not doing anything. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I thought, okay, I have to, I have to get equity work for you. And this is again, we're talking about my uh, mind shift again. And this is the difference between kind of like the the working class and then the wealthy class mm-hmm. is that the working class is trying to work their hours, work, 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 and then save some money. Mm-hmm. And then the working class is trying to figure out how the equity, how their money can work for them. So they don't have to go to work. So that's, yeah. that's a, the other mindset too. And so I was obsessed by that, that uh, thing. And um, so we decided to sell our primary residence uh, in 2018, I think, mm-hmm. or 17. And um, we bought from, with the proceeds, the equity from that, then we, we doubled down on Martel Turnkey we bought a couple of apartment buildings and then the cash flow immediately the cash flow uh, uh, was you know covering our living expenses and mm-hmm. so paying for the rent uh, paying for you know everything that we we needed so i was finding instantaneously financially free at that mm-hmm. point and um you know, so you kind of have to decide at one point. I said, do you want to own a house? How important is owning a house for you versus owning your time? So mm-hmm. I prefer to own my time 
if, you know, instead of owning some kind of like house that I live in that has limited tax benefits. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really is yours. It's pushing a snowball, you know, down a hill. Once you, you get the snowball ball and you get it over the edge, it's just going to start to roll and pick up speed and pick up momentum. And that's what you've done now by, by selling right. your house, cashing in, doubling down. Now that momentum is growing faster and faster and faster to where, exactly. yeah, I mean, you guys will be clipping away at way more than 10 units a month in the future mm-hmm. because you've got, you've got momentum behind you. You've got the, the, the equity that's growing and building behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're we've been doubling, except for the pandemic year. Uh, we've been doubling every year, or more than double every year. So we're planning to do probably like twenty pro- twenty properties uh, or more next uh, a month next year. So that'd be about two hundred and fifty properties, something like that. So yeah, that's, that's great. What, that's, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you've got your sons working with you, um, yeah. and so they're they're full time. And in my wife now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a family affair. So great. absolutely, yeah. Anything else that you want to to share that we we should know about uh, you and your business? No, I think this is. Uh, I think the important thing is, is really about kind of like well, decide what kind of life you want to live. I think the um, you know, and I think I'm very numbers driven, and even for me, like selling the properties, even I was looking at the numbers and I was just like, does that? Am I crazy? Like, why am I doing this? Like, should I be should I be selling my house? Like. And um, yeah, and sometimes you have to make some hard decisions in order to get there. I'm not recommending that people start selling their house, uh, you know, tomorrow. But really unless it's in me. Memphis and Cleveland, and you know, <laughs> then to contact you and you'll buy it from them. So that's right. Yeah. So, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of yeah. you have to think about think about the numbers, your situation, and really kind of like weigh in kind of what what kind of life you want uh, for yourself and. And your kids. For anybody that's heard this, that wants to get a hold of you, wants to learn more about Martel Turnkey, wants to know more about your book, how can they find out that information? So on Instagram, I'm on the E underscore Martel. Uh, on Facebook, I'm eric.martel.ca. I also have my own website called martelleric.com where you can find all these, uh, all my social links and all of that. And uh, if you want a free copy of the of the Kindle ebook, uh, you can uh, go to martelleric.com/giveaway, and you uh, you enter some uh, email information, and I can send you a free copy of my ebook from Amazon. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great uh, hearing your story, and thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you, Mike.